and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is Irreverent, Faith and Current Affairs. Hi folks, this is the Reverend Dr. Jamie Franklin here, wishing you a very happy new year. Now, if you watched my announcement last week, you'll have heard me say that I had some ideas for something I do this week. And indeed, this is what I'm doing right now. It's, it's my idea. Might go well, might not go well. Let's see. Uh, what I'm going to do is I thought it'd be really interesting to make several episodes this this week, short episodes, uh, where I listen to and comment upon various New Year's addresses. And uh, I'm going to do this a little bit like the way we do twits on Twitter on the show, which is that I'll listen. You won't see it. But you'll, if you're watching the video, you'll just see my reaction. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll pause and, and, and make comments. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, the first one I'm going to do is, is King Charles III. Now, one other thing I should say about this is that um, I haven't heard any of these before. So I haven't I haven't heard the King's speech. I've heard about it. But I haven't heard haven't heard it. Obviously, it's the first one he's done since uh, Queen Elizabeth died. And um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. So um, just so you know who I am, if you've never watched any of these before, I'm I'm one of the hosts of Irreverend Faith and Current Affairs. That's me there. If you can see, this is my new um, new T-shirt, new merchandise, which is available at our website, revenpod.com. Um, I'm Jamie Franklin, and we're vicars in the Church of England. We current on, we current on comment affairs. No, we comment on current affairs, and uh, we try and help people to see things that are going on in the world from a spiritual perspective. But hopefully, this would be sort of fun. Hopefully, it'll be interesting as well. I don't have loads of time now, so you know I'm going to have to keep this brief, which is a, which is a challenge to me, as as you know. Uh, friends so let's do it so i'm watching this there's a nice uh, picture of um st george's chapel and windsor castle let's see what uh king charles got to say for himself by the way i was thinking about this king charles he's a modern man isn't he that's what he always likes to sort of convey to people so even though he's the head of the church of england i'm sure he won't mind if i make any sort of critical or evaluative comments but maybe i won't need to let's see all right listen now okay so firstly uh the sound isn't working let's try again there we are So this is the national anthem. I might just there we are. So that's that's the end. Here we are. I'm standing here in this exquisite chapel of St George at Windsor Castle, so close to where my beloved mother, the late Queen, is laid to rest with my dear father. I am reminded of the deeply touching letters, cards, and messages which. So many of you have sent my wife and myself, and I cannot thank you enough for the love and sympathy you have shown our whole family. Christmas is a particularly poignant time for all of us who have lost loved ones. Yeah, I should I should just stop there and say, regardless of what I say after this, um, you know, I think that that's that's well said, and um, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the king's tone here. So. And he's absolutely right. It is it is a poignant time for people who have, have lost others and who are grieving at this time. So completely with him there. We feel their absence at every familiar turn of the season and remember them in each cherished tradition. In the much-loved carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, we sing of how in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. My mother's belief in the power of that light was an essential part of her faith in God, but also her faith 
in people, and it is one which I share with my whole heart. It is a belief in the extraordinary ability of each person to touch with goodness and compassion the lives of others and to shine a light in the world around them. Just a comment here. I mean, he may go and say something else. <laughs> this is uh, something I would say um, distinguish the Queen from, um, for example, sort of set, sort of sensual um, announcements from the Church of England, uh, or indeed from from what I've heard in this message so far. You, you hear how Prince Charles talks about King Charles. Sorry, uh, pardon me. King Charles talks about um, talks about light, and he talks about God. It's interesting, isn't it? And the Queen had faith in the light and faith in God and had faith in people. He's about to talk about community. I can see on the subtitles as well. He doesn't say the words Jesus Christ, does he? He doesn't say the word Christ. It's very interesting. And the thing that distinguished the Queen, and maybe he will go on and say, I don't know. But the thing that really distinguished the, the, the Queen is that she would talk about Jesus Christ. And she did actually quote that um, a little town of Bethlehem. Uh, to that effect in one of her christmas speeches i think it was i think it was reasonably uh recently but that's interesting isn't it god light so we can be inclusive but not jesus christ who is the light so the light of the world so let's let's see what he goes on to say and did the queen have faith in did she have faith in people is that is that right she had faith in god and she had faith in people yeah i'm not sure you know christian christianity isn't about having faith in people it's about having faith in 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 jesus christ to redeem fallen humanity and the queen knew that as well as anyone this is the essence of our community and the very foundation of our society we see it in the selfless dedication of our armed forces and emergency services who work tirelessly to keep us all safe and who perform so magnificently as we mourn the passing of our late queen we see it in our health and social again totally agree with that I thought it was um, a credit to the professionalism, particularly of the armed forces, um, the Queen's funeral and so on. I know I know there are lots of people in this podcast who didn't like who listened to this podcast who didn't like it. But the least you can say is that it was carried out in a, in a, in a wonderfully efficient and professional manner uh, with no hiccups whatsoever, an event of immense complexity. So I completely agree with that. Care professionals, <clears throat> our teachers and indeed all those working in public service there's all images of these skill things. and commitment are at the heart of our communities and at this time of great anxiety and hardship be it for those around the world facing conflict famine or natural disaster or for those at home finding ways to pay their bills and keep their families fed and warm we see it in the humanity of people throughout our nations and the Commonwealth who so readily respond to the plight of others. What so when he's saying it here, what's the antecedent of that pronoun? What's he what's he referring to? I, I've kind of lost the thread of this. It's it's the light, it's the goodness, it's faith in the goodness of people. I mean the, theologically I, I sort of have a bit of a question about about what he's saying here. It's sort of you know one big family of humanity being kind to each other um you know in, in many ways it's kind of upbeat but it lacks it lacks that kind of distinctive christian edge so far i would say i particularly want to pay tribute to all those wonderfully kind people 
who so generously give food or donations, or that most precious commodity of all, their time, time yeah, I thought it was going to, to say support time. those around them in greatest need. Together with the many charitable organizations which do such extraordinary work in the most difficult circumstances. Our churches, synagogues, mosques. Oh, I just pause, pause there because he's about to say something kind of interfaithy um, and just say, yeah, I mean, I, I do I do agree with what he's just said. It's, you know, regardless of what your sort of theological take is, we can all say that it's great when people uh, give of themselves uh, charitably um, to help other people, of course. Our churches, synagogues, mosques, temples and gurdwaras have once again united in feeding the hungry, providing love and support throughout the year. Such heartfelt solidarity is the most inspiring expression of loving our neighbour as ourself. Mm, yeah. Not sure. I'm not sure I'm liking where this is going, to be honest with you. I mean, it sounds a bit sort of relativistic, doesn't it? All, all the religions are the same. We're all about loving our neighbour, all about feeding the hungry and so on. Um, well, yeah, sort of, but not not really. I mean, being a Christian is about um, it's about worshipping the true God, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's about being forgiven for our sins through the sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. And it's about being um, renewed by uh, the sacraments of the church and um, coming to know God more deeply uh, through prayer, uh, through study of God's word and so on and so forth. Um, it's not really the same as being um, being a Muslim or, or being a, a Hindu. So, yeah, OK, let's carry on. The Prince and Princess of Wales recently visited Wales, shining a light on practical examples of this community spirit. Some years ago, I was able to fulfill a lifelong wish to visit Bethlehem and the Church of the Nativity. It's interesting, again, community spirit. That sort of sums it up, doesn't it? This is the gospel of community spirits. Uh, we should all be nice to each other. We should all care for each other. We should all love each other. Now, of course, nobody's going to disagree with those those things. That those you know, Nobody's going to say, let's not care for each other. Let's not love each other. All I'm saying is that that is... Um, that's a diminution of the essence of Christianity so that it is um, compatible with a similar diminution or an analogous diminution of, say, Islam or, or Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever it might be. And so that it is at least superficially compatible with a kind of you know, secular humanism. Um, so interesting community spirit, community spirit rather than the Holy Spirit. Um, he's visiting Bethlehem in the Church of Vindativity now. Let's see what he says. There I went down into the chapel of the manger and stood in silent reverence by the silver star that is inlaid on the floor and marks the place of our Lord Jesus Christ's birth. It meant more to me than I can possibly express to stand on that spot where, as the Bible tells us, the light that has come into the world was born. While Christmas is, of course, a Christian celebration, the power of light overcoming darkness is celebrated across the boundaries of faith and belief. So whatever faith you have or whether you have none, it is in this life-giving light 
and with the true humility that lies in our service to others that I believe we can find hope for the future. Okay, so that's the key theological statement so far, isn't it? So he he actually, in a way, sort of implies that, or at least he almost says it, doesn't he, that Christ is the true light coming to the world and so on. But then he says, what does he say? He sort of says that the even if you don't have faith or if you're of another faith, this kind of this image of light overcoming darkness is the sort of essence that binds them all together. Let's let's just listen to that again because that that is really key. Um, and on that spot, on that where, spot, as the Bible tells us, the light, the light that has come into the world yeah. was born. Okay. While Christmas is, of course, a Christian celebration, the power of light overcoming darkness is celebrated across the boundaries of faith and belief. So whatever faith you have or whether you have none, it is in this life-giving light and with the true humility that lies in our service to others that I believe we can find hope for the future. Okay, so what I would say about that really, just having listened to it again, is that that's not Christianity. It's not, that's not the gospel at all, actually. Um, that's, a, that's a kind of um, a optimistic, um, over-optimistic, I would say, sort of humanistic me- message um light overcoming darkness he he's trying to sort of use this as a a universal image of um compassion and and love um overcoming self selfishness and evil um there's loads of things i could say about this i think um you know let's talk metaphysics um christian metaphysics is unique because it posits um it posits light if you like at the at the beginning of everything like the trinity is is life it's love um it's it's eternal um abundance and and fecundity and and goodness and and that that joy and 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 goodness and fecundity that that underlies all of the rest of creation so when we think about evil and and darkness and sin and so on um that's a sort of um palimpsest it's something that's laid over that light and that goodness and that life it's an intruder like the like the snake in the garden is an intruder into god's um good creation and the point about that the reason that's so important is that one day um one day that the darkness and the sin and the pain and suffering will be gone and we'll see it for what it was which is that it wasn't it was an intruder it was an imposter it wasn't part of god's creation and that protological situation that existed before the fall i you know no no sin no death um no no pain no suffering that will be mirrored in the eschatological situation the situation at the end where all will be light all will be life all will be will be goodness and god will be among them and he will he will um wipe away every tear from their eyes and there'll be no suffering or death or, anymore so metaphysically the thing about light overcoming darkness is is it couldn't be broader in terms of its application but it's it it makes sense within that broad story of of um the trinity ex- pre-existing creation or you know existing outside of creation trinity um creating the world a perfect world uh, which reflects the goodness of of god and his fecundity and so on and his joy and that world falling into sin and, and death and darkness and then being redeemed uh, through Jesus Christ coming and taking the, the the curse of the fall, the curse of sin, the curse of death upon Himself in the cross, rising over it, rising, uh, uh, rising again through the um, rising. Sorry, I should say, from the grave and triumphing over it, and then at His second coming, abolishing death entirely, um, and and then 
and then recreating um, the world so that it's, it's no longer has those things present. So that's the Christian idea of light overcoming darkness. The the idea that it's about that this can kind of be mirrored in or, or that the essence of light overcoming darkness is people serving others is, is um, again, it's a, it's a very, very diminished um, form of that Christian idea. Another thing I would say about this is if, if you're a, if you're a somebody who doesn't have any belief, why on earth would you believe that people serving each other and being nice to each other can give you any hope for the future? Just, just consider um, the universe let's say like Bertrand Russell, it's just a brute accident. It's a random concatenation of, of atoms and molecules. And we are a, we're an accident. We're a byproduct of evolution. And one day we'll die and there'll be nothing less with, left of us. And everyone we know will die. And we'll just return to the darkness and formlessness and chaos out of which we were, out of which we came. It, that view of the universe is, is a view of the, is a view which implies a, the complete triumph of darkness over light because the light is just an accident. The light, the life that we have, it's just a biological accident. That's all it is. And there's no ethics. There's no morality. Um, why, sh- why should we serve one another? Why would that be? Why would that give us hope? Why couldn't we just be out for ourselves to make our lives as good as possible? Maybe we might improve other people's lives. Maybe, maybe we might not. Maybe we might actually um, need to triumph over other people in order to make ourselves more powerful, more um wealthier happier and so on i mean certainly um this is yeah it's a bit of a tired thing to say but certainly friedrich nietzsche would say something like that he would just he would scoff at this idea that prince charles is king charles is coming out with here is a kind of you know this is you know this is a kind of sub um sub christian idea that prince charles is trying to um apply to all of humanity and it's a nice try but it's just Come on, it's it's not true, is it? Let's let's be let's be honest about this. Hope ultimately comes to us through Jesus Christ and through his life, his death, his resurrection, and, and the hope that we have in him. Um, not through, you know, a sort of vague idea of us, you know, being nice to each other and, and helping each other. So yeah. I understand. I think I understand, you know, what what he's doing here, but um, what he's trying to do, you know, he's trying to be a sort of, well, he's trying to be as inclusive to use that sort of modern word as possible. But yeah, the, in that inclusivity, he's not really nailing the, the gospel message. Let's carry on listening for a bit. Oh, in a second. So these problems with this sound. Service to others that I believe we can find hope for the future. Oh, yeah, okay. Let us therefore celebrate it together and cherish it always. With all my... I'm not really sure what the it, it is again. He keeps on saying this it, it. What, what is this it? Heart, I wish each of you a Christmas of peace, happiness and everlasting light. Okay, so that's the end there. So he uh, he offered, he wishes people peace, hope, and everlasting light. But the question is, where does that light come from? Everlasting light. I mean, if you're if you're not a person of, of the Christian faith, why would you why would you put any stock in that at all? Because that's Christian Im- imagery, isn't it? So 
everlasting light. I mean, I believe in everlasting light, but does an atheist, um, what what kind of resonances would that phrase have for, say, a Hindu or a Buddhist? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not overly impressed. Um, I overly impressed impressed by what he's doing there. This is obviously now a. It's just a hymn, isn't it? And I guess that's it. So, yeah, sum up the message. It's kind of about um, serving each other, being kind to each other. Like things have been hard, but you know, it's been, you know, we should be kind to each other. And then now there's a picture of him walking along somewhere, and there's um, then there's uh, Camilla giving a toy to someone, etc. So anyway, so yeah, what was that message about, really? Was that was that a Christian message? No, not really. Um, oh look, there's a picture of Prince William in a mask. How inspiring! Um, yeah, what was that message about? Not really sure. Not really sure I could say what that message was about. Um, it wasn't particularly Christian. It just used what it did is it used Christian imagery, didn't it? But it wasn't actually about Christianity. So yeah, sort of say we're we're all in this together. You know, we're all in this together, trying to bring the light. Yeah, but I don't know. I think, you know, light is about, it's about truth. It's about, it's about repentance. It's about forgiveness. Um, it's about life triumphing over death. You don't necessarily believe in those things if you're not a Christian. I guess that's my, my point really. You know, just watching the, the lay clerks finish off that. I mean, it's a wonderful chapel, St. George's Chapel. That really is. Um, so anyway, so that's the end of, of my commentary on that. Um, so I give these a rating out of five, maybe five stars. Um, I'd give that, I'd probably give it a two, maybe two and a half out of five. It wasn't particularly good, I have to say. And, um, you know, on the podcast, we had this sort of, I, I was trying to be as sympathetic as possible to King Charles when the Queen died, you know, saying I hope for good things for him. But so far, I would say the speech isn't great. I don't think they should have fired that lady for asking where the 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 woman the woman of colour came from. I thought that was not not really a nice thing to do to fire someone for asking a question like that. It seemed a pretty innocuous question to me. Um obviously things aren't going well with Harry and Meghan, who are, you know, I mean well, I don't even I don't even care to discuss them really because I find them so just they're just non-entities really now aren't they and um you know william is you know he's he's sort of surrendered to the green agenda so that he's been he's been um consumed by the green blob hasn't he um so yeah i mean to me but the, the whole royal family thing is really without the queen there i mean what, what have you got left you know not not very much i suppose is is, is my conclusion anyway so that's the end of my video for today. Tomorrow I'm going to do Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be good. So, uh, so um, you know, check back tomorrow. And, you know, the best thing you can do is subscribe to this podcast on YouTube. You can click the subscribe button. Don't forget to press, forget to press the little bell because the bell will give you a notification when I make a new video. Um, and we make a new video, I should say. It's not all about me. Um, so subscribe there. Subscribe on your, your chosen podcatcher. Subscribe on Rubble or Odyssey. And share this podcast. If you like it, share it. If you're on Twitter right now, share it right now. Um, retweet it or share it with your friends in some way. Share it on Facebook. 
uh, just share it around, you know, groups and all that kind of stuff. Um, cause I'd like to uh, push up the algorithm. Uh, just a reminder that, um, well, so as far as I know, when I'm recording, we still do have some tickets left for the, uh, Roger event coming up on February 4th. I'll leave a link to that in the notes below. And as always, please do support us if you possibly can. Uh, we are, um, so very, very helped by your financial support. And we've got big plans for what we're going to do with the money, even beyond what we're, with what we're doing already with it uh, in the coming year. So uh, it's really important that you support us. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash irreverend, buymeacoffee.com forward slash irreverend. The best thing really you can do is um, support us monthly on Patreon. Um, I release the episodes as soon as I make them. So you get them a bit early. And we also chuck in a few other stuff and we're looking to few other stuff a few other things and uh we're looking to expand that a bit in the in the coming months so please do support us on patreon if you can all of that stuff is on our website reverendpod.com uh, to book into the rodrera event um you can click on upcoming events uh there are two big buttons on the home page um which you can click on if you want to um support us the the patreon one is the the red one and uh you can also buy merchandise like this cool t-shirt i'm wearing our mugs caps and the other great t-shirt we have uh, so go on there I'm really, really enjoyed making that. I think this is going to be a, a good series. Um, maybe the start of something. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't feel particularly inspired by Prince Charles' message, so I, I won't try and sort of g anyone up or you know say anything too positive because to me it wasn't that it wasn't that great. It was a bit of a damn squib. But it's his first one. Maybe he'll improve. Um, not sure he'll make it to you know the standard of his mum. But then I think we'd all struggle with that, wouldn't we? Okay. Well, good to be with you all. God bless you and see you again soon. Bye now. <laughs>